Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Emily McGuire. Welcome, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So glad you joined me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And Emily, you know, you are a self-proclaimed email marketing nerd. I love that. As the customer evangelist at AWeber, you obsess over the customer journey. You say that you apply your email marketing expertise to create a great customer experience through email. So on this episode, Emily, I'm excited to discuss with you the three key elements to creating an exceptional customer experience using email. But first, let's begin with your introduction. Your, tell us your backstory. How did you get to your current role at AWeber? Yeah, so I started in email marketing about eight years ago. I was a digital marketing generalist before then and was into social media. I got into email marketing the same way I feel like a lot of people do. They, they did social media. And at the company I was at at the time, they were like, oh, you do internet. You can do this other internet thing too, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure, why not? Let's give it a shot. And I found out I loved it. I loved the ability to be able to track people um, attract data to a specific contact so you can really see where people are in their relationship with you. Um, and then after that company, I went to a, a large e-commerce brand, uh, ended up moving back to Michigan to be closer to family and starting my own consulting business. Ran that for a few years, um, worked with businesses as small as consultants and solopreneurs to uh, large SaaS and e-commerce businesses. Uh, and now I have transitioned out of that world, another transition, and uh, gone back to corporate world uh, working for AWeber, who is an email service provider. So they help people send out marketing messages. If you're not familiar with the, what an email service provider is, one of the original email service providers started over 25 years ago and uh, still going strong, helping small businesses harness the power of email to grow and scale their businesses. Yeah, AWeber's been around forever. Uh, one of the OGs in yes. uh, email marketing, for sure. Very strong brand. So congratulations on your role at AWeber. Well, Emily, you know, email marketing is usually associated with, guess what, marketing, right? But yeah. we're here to discuss how email can also be used to create a great customer experience. And you've prepared uh, a conversation that we're going to have around those three elements on how to use email to create great CX. And you say that the three elements are onboarding, retention, and reactivation. So let's go ahead and dive in. Let's begin with onboarding. 
Yeah, so these three big buckets of those customer journeys um, usually starts with onboarding. And, you know, it looks different, obviously, for different kinds of businesses. But for, um, you know, a SaaS tech or professional services company, you're really, I mean, well, for any company, you're, it's about setting the relationship off on the right foot, right? Really anticipating your customer customers' needs and providing them with the information they need to be a successful customer, whether that's um, adopting or, or navigating their new platform they signed up for, uh, anticipating next steps if you're in the professional services world like what happens next for them how do they be how are they being onboarded with an account executive or in the e-commerce world it's you know what to expect on when um, you're going to get your your product that you ordered and how to use it effectively so one really great example of this I saw in during the pandemic in the e-commerce world um, they call this typically the post-purchase series. And it was a company that sells uh, rugs with a washable top that you can remove and throw in the washing machine. Hmm. And um, I loved their onboarding series uh, because they talked about, you know, before the order shipped, they told me, you know, how to prepare for uh, my new rug, uh, what I needed to know about taking care of it. They also sent an email that was uh, that addressed shipping delays because of um, the pandemic and um, and supply chain issues. And then after the order was delivered, you know, I got the shipping confirmation, told me when it was going to be there. I got an email that it was delivered. And then I got an email after that that was a reminder of, okay, here's again what you need to know, the additional things you need to know about how to take care of your new product, when to wash it, um, and potential um, problems you might see from it and how to get in contact with customer support if I have a problem. So they anticipated the questions that they were going to get from their customer support team or to their customer support team and answered those up front instead of waiting until they got you to reach out yeah. to customer service. Yeah. What, I, what I love about um, that step, as you've explained it, Emily, is that you use the word information, right? When you made this purchase, they were giving you information that was actually useful to you in in where you were in that customer journey. So it just makes all the sense in the world. There's nothing more frustrating for a consumer than just having questions that go unanswered and not knowing where to turn. And so great example. So, so that's onboarding, right? That's the first element. Uh, anything else you want to cover on onboarding or you want to go to retention next? Yeah, in the SaaS world, I just want to say SaaS and in the B2B world, it looks very similar. You know, again, you're just anticipating the questions you're going to get. And really, um, especially if you're in the SaaS world, giving people a tour of your product up front. So they don't, again, like you're not dumping them in to your product and saying, good luck, you know, <laughs> find your way around, hope you can find it. Like make sure you're giving them just a brief introduction to finding the most common things people use first uh, in your product. Um, otherwise you're expecting them to guess um, and or reach out to customer support. And not everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah. At iCore, we help companies design self-service support that is both convenient and personal to their customers. From intelligent virtual assistants powered by the latest in natural language processing technology to video tutorials, 
iCore is leading the way in keeping customers happy and on the go. Smile with iCore. Learn more at iCore.com. Great point. Great point. You know, Peter Drucker famously said that uh, the purpose of a business is to get and keep customers. So I think retention kind of speaks to the keeping part, right? Exactly. Yeah. And retention, again, is going to depend the type of campaigns you do in that um, area are going to depend on your business. But, you know, I think there are ways to build loyalty. Um, A, you know, just making sure, again, you're including information in your emails to your customers on how to get support if they need it. So you're not asking them to go hunt it down on your website. Um, And then B, you know, coming up with campaigns around, you know, uh, and especially in the e-commerce world, thanking people for being a customer, giving them those good warm vibes about being part of your brand and your community, maybe incentivizing them to order again. Um, And the SaaS and B2B world, you know, again, looking at your critical touch points um, for your customers um, and what type of services or future adoptions they're taking and nurturing them to take those. So it's more about not just retention, but also adoption, right? You really want to bond them with your product or service because the more they do that, the more value they see, the longer they're going to stick around. So guiding them through each stage of your service or product um, and how to make the most impact with those features or services uh, and anticipating that, putting it right in front of them instead of waiting until they sort of ghost you, right? Uh, And then being like, wait, what's wrong? (laughs) You know, Um, anticipating that with information and reinforcing that information with value, the value that it provides. Yeah, I like your point about adoption. You, you've actually usage, usage, right? I mean, yeah. I can think of online courses that I've purchased, Emily, that I bought and then didn't sign in to actually go through it. So if they're doing a great job with retention email, then they're going to be messaging me, uh, really encouraging me and guiding me and helping me on why I actually should go into the course that I bought. Exactly. Yeah. I signed up for a new SaaS product recently and I indicated that I was working on a team. And so I got, you know, their first onboarding emails that were, you know, a brief overview of the platform and the value they provide. And then I started getting a series of email emails specifically about collaboration and adding team members to my account. Because obviously, if I'm adding collaborators, that's a strong signal that I'm very interested in this product and I'm looking to adopt it with a team, which will make me sticky. And so they were really encouraging me to add other users. Yeah, yeah. Great example. Thank you. The third one is reactivation. Maybe begin by explaining what you mean by reactivation. Yeah, so reactivation can be broken down into two types. One is, you know, people who are cooling off. So they're starting to ghost you, right? They're starting to put distance between you and their brand. They stop using your product um, 
as frequently or getting in touch with you as frequently. And the other part is people who have left. So reactivating those people who have left. It's never too late to try and bring them back in. And so the first type are people who are cooling off. So you can look at that, you know, if you have a product or service um, where you can look at how many times people are logging into your account, their account, are they are they slowly backing off doing that? Or has it been a while since they've um, been in contact with their account rep or ordered? And so looking at those signals and then developing campaigns that um, remind them of why they came to you in the first place uh, and the value that you provide and then information on how to get that value. So whether that's, you know, again, looking at their account and coming up with other day ideas that they can do to use their your product or service, or in the e-commerce world, it might be, you know, a, a special coupon code. Um, and then, and so, yeah, it's anticipating that, looking at, okay, these people are starting to back off from us. How do we re-engage them? And then the other part is, you know, what they also call a win back campaign. So people who may have left, um, uh, maybe they canceled an account or uh, their service with you, sending them a series of follow-up emails about, you know, hey, why did you leave? Um, like, let's talk to a, a sales rep or a customer service rep about what we can do to win back your business. You know, what Features are we missing? What are we missing that we can do to improve your experience with us? Um, and or if it makes sense with your business, again, offering a special offer, you know, it might, that might not make sense for everybody, but right. um, definitely following up with them about why they left and if there's anything you can do to help them be successful in their goals. Emily, in your experience, is this third pillar of reactivation, is it commonly deployed or is it not so commonly deployed? Not so commonly deployed. People don't think about um, the people who are disappearing because you sort of the data sort of goes away, right? They're not giving you the signals that they're interested in you. You have to go and look and find out oh, when was the last time this person really engaged with us? Like that's information you have to go out and seek. And so I think people often forget about that opportunity. Yeah. And we all know that it's there's a lower cost in actually getting business from an existing customer than winning a new customer. So I would think that reactivation can really have some great return on investment just by putting a strategy and an action plan in place. Exactly. And, you know, all of these themes really are just about anticipating what people are about to do and how can you nurture your relationship with them to help them be as successful as pro possible with your product or service. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at the beginning of our conversation, I made the comment that most people associate email with marketing. And of course, what you've explained here is marketing, it is. but it's marketing in the context of the customer journey, right? Creating a great customer experience. And these three elements, onboarding, retention, reactivation, while again, they're marketing, but they're marketing to really optimize the customer experience. And, and I just think it's, it's fabulous that, you know, you can share uh, your expertise and the fact that these three elements, when strategized and deployed, can really have a significant impact on the customer journey. Any closing thought you want to leave us with? 
Yeah. And I just want to say, it's like you mentioned, it's all about the customer. And I think often marketing gets stuck in this corner where we're focused on lead generation and conversions, right? Getting those leads to become customers. But like you mentioned, retaining customers is much more profitable and marketing's job shouldn't stop uh, at the time when somebody becomes a customer. You got to keep remarketing over and over and over again. Exactly. Because, you know, there's this thing called competition out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Emily, before I get to my fun question, where would you like to send our viewers and our listeners to connect with you and also just learn more about uh, what you've got going on at Aweber? Yeah, so you can check out Aweber at aweber.com. You know, like like I said, we've been around for 25 years and uh, email has changed a lot in that time and so has Aweber. So uh, we've come up with a lot of great new features that have evolved as the industry has evolved. And you can um, sign up for a free account if you're interested in just playing with it. Um, I also talk about email marketing a lot on LinkedIn. So you can also check or connect with me on LinkedIn. Just find me, Emily McGuire, and um, follow my posts where I also share a lot of juicy nuggets on email marketing topics. Fantastic. Well, if you're watching, you know that that's scrolling just below here on the screen. If you're listening, that is linked up in our show notes page. Just scroll down on your podcast player and you'll find both of those links in the show notes page. Well, Emily, we get to our final question here, and it's the fun question. It's our tradition here on the Digitally Irresistible podcast. We always want to know, when you are not working, what do you like to do for fun? <laughs> that is a really good question because I am a mom, and so playing with my kid is often what I do when I'm not working. Um, but, you know, in the post-pandemic world, I'm also re-exploring what I do for fun. So I'm doing a lot of things right now, just trying to rediscover hobbies. Uh, I recently went disc golfing for the first time in 10 years. Um, that was a lot of fun, so I'm hoping to pick that one back up. Wow, sounds like fun. That's awesome. Well, Emily, I just want to thank you for joining us here today on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I love this topic. I think it's a great topic for anybody in the CX industry to just really understand deeper the role that email can play in getting and keeping customers and creating a great customer experience. So thank you so much for joining us, Emily. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.